Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Make Music Income podcast, episode 32. And boy, we are going to have some fun today. Welcome. We are going to uh, be doing a lot of things. And we've got, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, a new face here on the podcast. But we'll get to that in just a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Make Music Income and the new ebook, The Stock Market where, why, and how to submit your music to stock music libraries. And this podcast is also brought to you by the Production Music Academy and Stephen Bedall, who you will find is suspiciously absent today. Not that suspiciously. We talked about it last week as he is on hiatus for a few weeks while he gets hitched to Milady up in Canada. And I'm sure that will be a fine time. I'd love to be up there for that. That would be super fun. But we will miss him for a few weeks. But today... We are not at all handicapped today, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. We have the amazing uh, Dave Croft of 52Qs.com. So today's podcast is also sponsored by 52Qs.com. You need to go there and check out that amazing community that Dave's got going on. And today's topic with Dave here, it just made sense to really start to dive into something I've been wanting to talk about on our channel, and that is making music income as a music educator. Now, don't uh, log off because a lot of you are trying to find music incomes and one is staring you in the face anywhere you live in the world, and that is the ability to use your, your knowledge and your background and your experience to teach others how to do what you're doing and bring income from that to help support you do all the other things you want to do with your little your little music <laughs> ditties. So, Dave, thank you for joining us today. How are you oh, doing? Oh man, I am so happy to be here, and I do wish all the best to Steve uh, and. His lady, Milady. I, 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 I usually listen to your podcast when I'm doing my morning bike ride, and uh, I about had to pull over when you in the running gag of Milady. And so I thought, it's become a thing. I thought that was really, yeah. really, really, really funny. He never knows what to call her. He's like my girlfriend, well, fiance. My, I mean, there's, my, a, there's a, my lady. There's a very French he word always... for what she is. Until you know, not girlfriend, not wife, fiance. He even has a little accent. It's and you can sound. That's fancy. what I. That's what he said. But he kept saying my lady, and he says sounds like. Like old yes. English, but anyway. Medieval times from my lady. But I, I wish him all the best, and uh, and I and I do appreciate the invitation. You know, we were uh, we were sharing a burger uh, last week or a couple mm. of weeks ago, and talking about it. And so I absolutely love to come in and and help you out. And talking about education, I mean that's really where where I got my foothold in the music industry. So I can talk about education mm. all day long. Well, we usually start this podcast by talking about what two busy music uh, professionals are doing all week long. So tell me about what's going on for you this week. How's it going? Yeah, uh, it's been, you know, we just wrapped up three months uh, for the new 52 Qs. And because uh, we were at Facebook and had like about a thousand members and we're uh, almost mm-hmm. to 200 members over at 52Qs.com in our new home. And so we just wrapped up three months and it's been a real, uh, it's been a real eye-opening challenge 
pleasure balancing, like running a, a really interactive community with a lot of content and everything and uh, is educationally focused, but yet still like doing the thing that I'm teaching people to do, which is being a composer. And so writing that line has been challenging. And so I think I wrote one cue last week and I'm halfway through another cue and I am, I'm really looking to find times and be super deliberate with oh, times, but I'm also, yeah. uh, having, you know, private lessons just this morning. I had a lesson from a, with a student from India at six thirty in the morning, yesterday morning, <laughs> I had a, 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 a student from the Czech Republic and that was at 6 AM. And then this evening I have an, a student from at 8 PM who lives on the other side of the, of the country. And so all of these things, especially with education, they all keep me busy. But I just want to stay really focused and make sure that I, I'm keeping the main thing, the main thing, which is being a composer. But uh, yeah, Gosh. wrapped up um, wrapped up a queue for a library that I'm working with, ordering uh, ten, I think ten or twelve, I'm lost count, uh, ten or twelve crime tension dramas that uh, drama cues, which are hybrid cues, meaning that they have orchestral and synth sound. So I'm a lot of omnisphere. A lot of uh, Symphobia and BBCSO and, and really working that out and getting fantastic notes from the publisher, like really detailed, detailed notes, 500 words feedback. Uh, he even sent me a, an audio clip, like a five minute audio clip with feedback. And that's been super helpful. So once I get my kind of ego out of the way and, and realize mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I'm not, I don't have all this all figured out. And then realizing that what I'm doing is getting essentially a free lesson. And here we have a library yeah. willing to spend what I can only imagine is like 45 minutes writing and typing out all of this feedback. And so uh, that's, that's essentially been my week. Very, very busy, very busy. Well, this is great. Uh, this, this really shows people who listen to our podcast. Uh, Dave is, is in, a, in a different place than Steve or I with, um, with, with licensing uh, songs on the sync licensing side. We're both um, very involved in the stock world whatever that means uh it depends on who you are i'm doing a a uh i do have something i want to pitch pitch for tomorrow which which will be a video that will already be uh out when this video comes out and this podcast comes out but it's a live i'm doing tomorrow to talk about my stock music income through for the first six months of this year i did a, like a year wrap up uh last year just to give people a realistic view of what kind of music uh, what kind of income that I am seeing from from it. Uh, I have a, some different rules this year for stock music and how much time I allow myself to spend on it. Um, but uh, I, I, the experiment from last year where I spent so much time on it and then I, I showed what I made. And so I'm going to kind of talk about it. Things have changed radically in the stock uh, world and they continue to change all the time, which is bad because I just put out a, a book about stock music and uh, and how to do things. I'm and I only made an ebook because I couldn't imagine updating a course on uh, stock. The stock and, and I gotta music say that world. the title of that book is stellar. I am jealous of that title, the stock market. I mean that's. Mm, that's a chef's kiss moment right there. Well done. Oh, thank well you. Done. Well, I am super excited about it. It's doing very well. I get sales every day, which is neat. And I don't sell it for very much. Um, it's called The Stock Market, where 
why and how to submit your music to stock music licensing. I just keep and kept getting the same question all the time. Is there a list? Is there a place where I can go and find out all the libraries? And so I started it as a list, but eventually I just started giving my comments on each library and my experience with each library, just like this whole channel. All my channel is, is, um, is my experience personally, only mine. I'm not the I'm not the absolute end-all be-all on anything I talk about on my channel. I'm just doing it. And so my whole point with my channel and this ebook is just to tell about my experience with this, what I make, what I see with the certain things. Everybody is going to have different experiences. Your mileage may vary. So, you know, everybody is going to have a different thing. But I made this ebook to just for anybody who says, ah, oh, I just wish I knew where all the libraries were. And I, so I did a video, a few videos back about finding libraries in general. And I talked about um, Jesse's book that is a directory to music libraries uh, and Clint's book, which is uh, a directory of music libraries. And then introduced this ebook and talked about music library report and other places people could go. So uh, you can see that video uh, up here. <laughs> No, sorry, up here. You can see it somewhere uh, once I edit this video. but uh, Or you can just go by, go down and look for it in the description below. But the book that you want to see, if you are just trying to find that one resources where all the stock music libraries are and my thoughts about them, you can find that at makemusicincome.com slash stock market. As far as my week, uh, I have been trying to also be busy doing music. I have found there are times while I am teaching that students are working on things and I have nothing to do and I can just turn on logic and write down a few ideas. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but oh, yeah. there are nooks and crannies sometimes in our teaching world, especially in a in a uh, teaching world where you have a logic computer in front of you all day long because you're teaching logic all day long. And they are working on things sometimes for three or four hours uh, at a, in, a, in a night. Um, and I have not grading anything, so I will just kind of work on something as well. And so I'm trying to just find any nook and cranny I can to continue writing. Some things will go to stock. Some things are are personal. Some things are classical. I started some new classical pieces recently. Um, and that's another podcast I want to do is a podcast on I think we have to do everything. Um, and people are, get tired of hearing that, but I think we're going to have to do everything. But that's a whole other podcast today I want to talk about how you can make music income as something we haven't talked about a lot on this channel. Steve and I have talked about it a little because we both have done it. And that is uh, being an, a music educator. This could be being a music educator uh, as uh, at a school like Dave and I do, uh, at schools uh, literally miles apart, and um, or just teaching lessons, which Dave and I have both done. Uh, individual lessons. Dave, you still do that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Zoom. Zoom uh, I mean, I, I used to do like drum set lessons and we'll get into all of that. But no, with yep. Zoom, especially during the lockdown and COVID kind of normalized Zoom. And so uh, so that's completely exploded since then. Yeah, absolutely. I did some online lessons. But then after COVID, I started doing some local piano lessons and things like that. And I have just stopped that just because I have too many other things mm -hmm. kind of going on. So um, but I did that until this job came along. And this is kind of was the point of education for me. I wanted to uh, to 
add teaching as a music income source. And that's, you know, that's what I talk about on this channel uh, is music income sources. How can you mul have multiple music incomes going on? It's the only way that you're going to make a living is to have multiple income. So let's start with uh, your, I know your background. We've talked about that in, in our last video about your background mm -hmm. and how you got to be a teacher. And so if you want to see that, go check out the video that Dave and I did where we talk about his uh, coming up through teaching uh, in, in Memphis at Visible and then uh, Full Sail. At, let's start with full sale. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, um, let's reintroduce people to what you do. Yeah, there. I, I teach a production music course at Full Sail. I'm a course director, professor, uh, whatever you want to call me. You know, um, uh, I mean, my title is course director, and I teach project and portfolio to it, Full Sail, which is a course in production music. Uh, I teach uh, about using references. I teach about uh, the industry. Uh, why we have to make some of the compositional decisions we have to make. And students write like a positive cue. They write a hip-hop cue. They write a tension cue. Cool. And then in the final week. I want to come take that. <laughs> then in the final week, because <laughs> full-sale classes are just four weeks long. And so in week four, right. it's deliverables. So we work through stems and cut-downs and how do you do your rearrangements and file you know, formats and sample rates and bit depth and all of those kind of things. And so it really is you know, uh, because it's a portfolio class, if we're looking at Bloom's taxonomy of education, it's, you know, synthesis, it's at the top. And so we're not really learning a lot of new information other than, you know, the industry itself. But it's not like a theory class, you know, it's not a music history class, it's not how to use... They come in probably pretty knowledgeable about logic and uh, everything at that somewhat point. i mean somewhat a full sale does have an open enrollment and so there is no you know prerequisite necessarily other than a desire and an aptitude you know uh musical aptitude and desire to, to really look at a career in music and it's a you know it is a accredited uh institution that offers bachelors mm -hmm. of science well and, and all of that and so um <laughs> And so, uh, it, it, although it, it kind of fits underneath the uh, umbrella of trade school, you know, so it's not like a liberal liberal arts degree where you're going to go and there's going to be like a cafeteria and dorms and all that kind of, you know. And take English and right. science uh, and yeah. all those I mean, classes. Well, they do have to take those classes, but they're all bent towards, you know, the entertainment industry. Interesting. Um, and so getting a job is full full front on the minds of the students, of the of faculty course. and everything. And so when it came time for me to design a course, I thought, okay, I could have a composition course where students are just learning how to, how to compose, and that's great and, and great. But uh, I was looking at segments of the industry, segments of the industry that I was involved in, and there is a direct line between here's how you, you, you study theory, here's how you work logic, and here's where you can go start making some money and and it's going to take mm -hmm. a little while right so it's if your rent's due next week this ain't the way to do it but if your rent's due next yeah. year then we can really talk about it and so they were really gracious and let me design curriculum around production music and so that's what i teach at full sale i'm just literally depending on when this comes out i think this is my one year the week of my uh, not one year my 10 year anniversary with full sale wow and uh, i taught 11 years teaching drum set and uh, electronic music and music history and music theory at a college in Memphis called Visible Music College. And so I've been doing higher ed for 21 years. And even before then, I taught drum set lessons and I taught, I taught like a high school drum line and all of that kind of stuff. But it wasn't really until the last 10 years where 
I went from being a drummer musician who composes to a composer who is also a drummer to the point where now, you know, I, I kind of semi-retired from gigging. I just don't have the time. Uh, and I'm a drummer and I'm too old to like schlep gear, you know, and go play some, mm-hmm. you know, smoky bar until four in the morning. You're not too old. You just don't want to. Man, my back begs <laughs> to differ for that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Schlepping gear. It makes me wish I played harmonica professionally and just show up. And, but um, but when I came to Memphis, because I did so much drum set stuff. Or, I'm sorry. When I came to Orlando, I did so much drum set stuff that I started teaching drum set lessons. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. I just don't have the passion and I didn't have the passion. So about a year into it, I stopped teaching drum set lessons and I was getting paid. You know, students would come over to my house and I had like two drum sets set up kind of side by side so they can play and I can play. I had a whole recording system and all of that. And it was great and it paid really, really well. But I did not have the energy, passion. And I knew that when when I when students started canceling lessons and I was secretly happy about it, Right. Mm -hmm. Part of me went, oh, thank God I didn't want to teach that lesson. That's when I knew that 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 wasn't mine to do, because there is a drum set student out or a drum set teacher out there who absolutely wants to pour into that student. Of course. But it wasn't going to be anymore. They want the gig. And and I think that's that's the thing I want to get to. One of the things I want to get to in this episode is is the income uh, from being a full time educator that lets you have some bit of breathing room uh, monetarily to not have to take some music jobs. And so uh, while most of us probably came up thinking, I'm not going to be a stuffy old music (laughs) professor. I want to play gigs and I want to do sexy music licensing and all that kind of stuff. Well, you can still do all that stuff if you want to, but you're going to need to make money. And probably a lot of you listening to this have a day gig and it's not music and it and you hate it and you're not using your music skills at all in that day job now some of you may love your day job and that's fine if you do i've had day jobs that were fine too but if you don't love your day job and it has nothing to do with music um it's never too late and i am living proof that you can turn the that that engine around i worked corporate for 10 years before i went out professionally in music on my own as a business and it wasn't even after that it took me a good 10 years to realize uh i just need to go get some more education and so i went i went to uh, mtsu and and got my undergrad in uh in mostly studying music history and music business and i was like watching the professors and i was like wow you know i think i think i would have a unique thing to say to students from my background as a music producer and my background as a, a ne'er-do-well uh, in, in college, <laughs> messing around writing songs up in the, in, the, in the piano rooms instead of going to class. And, 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 and I could have easily gotten a music degree and at least I would be further down the road with a little bit of knowledge and stuff. But I was, you know, I tell all my 18 to 25-year-old students, now is the time, don't, don't worry about anybody telling you music isn't going to pay the bills or whatever get the knowledge get the knowledge now and have that knowledge as an advantage over all the other 18 to 25 year olds who want to do music and think they're just going to be rock stars or whatever learn pro tools learn logic learn theory learn history learn all of these things not going to hurt you and just having it there's no downside to 
to education. There's no downside. <laughs> I mean, maybe some student loans, but as far as the education itself and the knowledge, no, there's no downside. There is no downside, and it's only going to help a career that you want anyway. You want to work in music your whole life? Music education is not going to hurt you, and, and this is not necessarily a sell podcast for you need to go back to school. I'm just telling you, I went back to school so I could make more income. I went back to school so I, and, then, and then got the master's and promised my wife that I was getting the master's so that one day I would teach and bring income in, uh, and just this year alone – once I get through a full year with this teaching job I'm doing now, will have paid for both my master's and my undergrad and more um, as far as paying it back. So um, I'll be in the black as far yeah. as, as as the money that I've spent on school. Because I, when I got done with my master's, I said, the only thing I'm doing at this point is they're going to have to pay me to go to school. I'm not paying to go to school anymore. <laughs> but um, what I'm trying to get to and what Dave and I are trying to get to is the fact that it can be that base so that we can sit home today, this morning, and do podcasts and work on our songs and work on our cues and do all the things that we want to do for our music careers because it becomes a, not just a safety net, but certainly a, a consistency that we all need as music people. Yeah, and it, it, it's an, an, an enabling force. You know, if, if like if I wasn't a full time teacher at Full Sail, there's no way I could take some of the creative and, and uh, commercial risks that I take now, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and uh, and yeah, I get up, you know, my whole miracle morning, getting up at four in the morning and all of that stuff that would still happen. But I would probably, you know, still be gigging. I would probably, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to turn down work. I wouldn't be able to to say you know what I don't I don't want to write for this library because you know I just I'm not feeling it it's just you have to go through everything and you have to pitch to everything and so if you have if there's a part of you that enjoys teaching if there's a part of you that likes either young people or folks who are just uh, f f uh, further down uh, or further before you on the same path then um, there's absolutely room for everybody to teach and I highly encourage anybody to get into teaching if they have just a little bit of interest in it because what you're going to find out is that you will become a better composer you'll become a better producer you're a better musician you'll understand theory you'll understand logic or whatever tools you use i tell you what you want to learn how to use your daw try to teach people how to use your daw because they're going to ask you questions that you can't answer that you will need to find out and it's okay of course it's okay to say i don't know but you will get absolutely absolutely sharpened by teaching the thing that uh that you're that you're looking to improve upon yourself probably if you'd asked me 10 20 years ago what i thought was most important I, I would i would have said going to nashville and being around the best musicians and engineers in the world and being in those studios and getting that experience and i still think that is not a bad thing if you have a music center near you or you can go to one and do work it's great education, it's great experience. But when you have already gone to school, and this isn't a commercial to go to school, but uh, either Full Sail or First Institute where I work, uh, either, I, I think, I'm sure Full Sail has online oh, yeah. uh, things. So they both have online possibilities to learn. And, and, and boy, I have learned just as a teacher, logic things that I have not been using shortcuts in Pro Tools and Logic that I either forgot about or have 
just jerry-rigged on my <laughs> keyboard somehow and and it's as easy as pressing r to record in logic there's something there's you know? something that i teach in my class today that is a direct result from a student saying huh why don't you try this and i'm like yeah. i didn't know that that was a key command that you could use and it radically changed how i do specifically cut downs and so uh, I teach it today, and it was about being open and willing and teachable yourself, and it will absolutely grow you as a producer and composer. For years, I've been assigning F keys and different things for different things, like join or automation or record. Uh, it's just as easy to hit A for automation. Mm -hmm. As I don't even know if those maybe those have always been a thing or maybe they're recent things. I don't know because I've been using Logic since literally the nineties, mm. uh, before at, long That's before e Apple days, owned wasn't it. it? EMagic yeah. and it was on PC and there was a free version called and there was a project there was something called Logic Fund. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard <laughs> of that, but it was a it was like a free version that came on CD and you could just. Give, and they just handed it out so people would get used to it. And it was a sequencer. It really wasn't an audio program. It was like Cakewalk. It was a MIDI sequencer. Yep. And you just used it to control your keyboards. We didn't have plugins of those days. There was no, no such thing as a plugin. But um, so, yeah, I have learned so much with Logic and it has made me such a faster and better Logic producer. And, and now uh, I don't use Pro Tools personally that much unless I am getting files from Nashville where they always send me Pro Tools files. But that's a lesson. If you're going to go to Nashville or New York or L.A. Or, in, or London or any place likely that is a music center and is a professional studio that is going to be recording you and your music or you're going to be working there most likely they're going to have pro tools as their main DAW, yep. just because it's the it's the industry standard like it or not for recording and this is what we talk about in our class because I, we are a recording school that's all my my program is is a recording program um, there's not much room for songwriting and for music history and for music theory uh, there's a little bit. I start teaching music theory in about two weeks to this group, but um, it's two weeks. Two weeks of music theory that, you know, we, we pack in basically a semester of, of music theory one into this, a, into this a, two that's weeks. That's a tall order, man. Uh, <laughs> they're like, what, what, what? And, and you know, I just try to, the circle of fifths, it's like, just, just try to understand yeah. this. If you can understand this, you'll kind of understand yeah. things. But I mean, again, we're trying to teach people, and a lot of people even listen to this podcast, what is a dotted 16th note and what does it mean and, and all those kind of things. Uh, you know, and, and just, it's not about using it, like thinking about it as you're working in your DAW. Oh, am I doing a dotted 16th or eighth note or what? Although you do need some of that inf information for quantizing. You need information like that for just general use and to talk to other musicians saying, uh, could you do 16th instead of eighths, you know, on this part or something. So th music theory is helpful and teaching music theory and teaching these basics, I think is important for people so that they can then have that knowledge when they go out to studios or work with other musicians and do collabs and stuff. Yeah. And it w was it you that turned me on to Graham Cochran? I think, I think that, that mm -hmm. podcast, I mean, he, he, his whole thing is, is like make money with what you know. Because mm -hmm. if you know something that somebody doesn't, 
then you can absolutely leverage that into some kind of income, you know, and you don't have to have a master's degree. You just have to know something that somebody else wants to know. And so, uh, by the way, that's a fantastic podcast. I appreciate you from, for uh, turning me on to it. I I listen to it all the time. And Graham started with another very, very big, uh, thing that he started was called the recording revolution. Mm -hmm. And so Graham is for us, for those of us who are, uh, uh, have our own business and we will get, we will evolve into YouTube teaching here. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Graham did that. He, he started his own YouTube channel to talk about recording, uh, in pro tools and teaching people how to do recording things and things like that. And it turned into a big business for him and it taught him how to run an online business. And now he teaches only, uh, an online business. But, um, so I, I'd like to kind of move into that mm-hmm. a little bit as both of us now, in, a, in addition to being online, I mean, oh, real world teachers to students face to face, we also run um, music communities online mm-hmm. and that has become part of it. And, and if you're, you're like me, you look at that as a possible, you know, down the road, if, bigger and bigger thing possibly. You know, it could be it could be the future of our teaching. Who knows? Um, I did it because I wasn't teaching yet, and I really wanted to start giving some thoughts and things out on my channel. Um, how did how did yours start with, alongside alongside your full time teaching? Yeah, job? it, it kind of started out uh, as as a means to. Uh, for a, a vlog, like a, a weekly check-in as a way to keep myself accountable. And so mm-hmm. uh, last year, 2021, I mean, I, I started this in, in 2019 with when 52 Qs came out and I was going to post one every single week and it just didn't mm-hmm. happen. I, I way overproduced it and, and I just got over my skis a little bit. So that's fine. It kind of fizzled out. But for 2021, I committed publicly to the internet as if that really matters, but I, I, I committed <laughs> to writing a cue every single week embracing the 52 cues idea and going onto YouTube and just talking about the cue, talking about the lessons I've learned and all of that. And it just slowly evolved into teaching about production music, teaching about the industry, Mm -hmm. specifically production music uh, with libraries and publishers. And uh, yes, lessons learned. And, and even I, there was one week I didn't write anything. There was one week where uh, I had a massive disaster uh, in the in the uh, studio, like my AC went out or, or, or something happened. There's other weeks where I had really good victories. And so that whole year, like 52 weeks of checking in, just evolved into and out of a, a standard vlog into educational videos, which is I just mm-hmm. can't help myself. I mean, I'm 21 mm-hmm. years in, in higher ed. I can't not mm-hmm. do it. And so then in 2022, when it came time to kind of like pivot, what's 52 Q is going to be about, that's when I really embraced the weekly topic. I'm no longer featuring my cues in, in the, the YouTube videos, and it's very, very educationally yeah. focused. But it's not like tutorial videos, which is cool, but there's so many other folks out there, so much more talented than I am in in production side of things and uh let's look at logic and here's how you do this and i do a couple of those things but it's all about the industry and and understanding and learning about the industry and how how cues are written and that's that leads us up to kind of where we are now we're just i mean we're halfway through 2022 and um that the the youtube channel kind of pours into that 
into the community, into the new 52Qs.com, and then it's, it's just this kind of groundswell of education. And um, it's again, it's not just kind of one-off tutorials, which is why the episodes are, you know, 45 minutes, hour long. Uh, and I know that's algorithm breaking, right? I know that my titles and thumbnails yeah. and all of those things that the YouTubers chase, I've made a, a deliberate choice not to chase because A, that's not really sustainable for me to be able to do that week in and week out. And that's not the kind of content that I want to be making because the YouTube channel isn't about like, analytics and clicks and monetization no it's it's and can i just give you a little i think this is the hidden tidbit about youtube and youtube might strike me <laughs> down for this particular thing not like a copyright strike but like a strike from the youtube right. gods i don't know if it's that I, I i do believe in the algorithm and it picks up things and all that kind of stuff but i think my success is absolutely related to the people that I talked to early in my channel and, and co uh, collabed with mm -hmm. basically, or talked about, or I got talked about. I did interviews uh, with uh, Jesse from sync my music. I did a taxi uh, interview thing and all of that. Plus uh, the initial shout out from Daniel at stockmusiclicensing.com, which uh, is still the, you know, the, the place where you want to go to find out uh, about that kind of stuff. He still does a great job there. Um, but yeah, he, I, I, I've exploded overnight just because he, he basically put my video title on that I put out about stock music and I talked about his channel a lot on it. So he probably was re returning the favor, but boy, it, it it blew me up. It it started me down the road from just a, a I don't know five, fifty or sixty subs to two hundred or three hundred subs almost in a week. Yeah, and I mean, then, I, yeah, I can confirm that. I uh, I had a huge boost when somebody over at the VI Control Forum posted my link. I, I I'm not a uh, I'm not a big member over there. I don't post all the time, but I mean they have that's a thriving community. And so somebody took my, I wrote 52 Q. It was my, it was my week 52 wrap up for 2021. And they posted mm -hmm. it ton, like pages and pages and pages of follow-up. And then you can, you can see in the analytics where that, where that, where that, uh, spikes. And I was on taxi TV just last week and I can see yeah, a spike. That's got to help. Yeah. I can see a spike mm -hmm. from there. Lots of new members and all of that. So because, because yep. at its heart, YouTube is a social network and it's not like yes, Facebook and Twitter, but at its heart, mm -hmm. There's algorithms, there's, but it's the interaction from real people that helps to, to create um, a groundswell of support and subscribers. But at its heart, it's a social you, network. I try to do something every day on my community page. Mm -hmm. I think the community page on a YouTube channel is, is so underused. It's basically a Facebook that people actually look at mm -hmm. or that YouTube shows everybody on that you are that that is uh, watching your channel. They see that like they see a new video come out. It's uh, as long as they're looking on their phone, which most people mm -hmm. are, um, they will see these community posts. And I get so many such interaction in the polls there and people watching clips and things like that. They're well, and that, that's, answering one, questions. that's one thing I love about your community and make music income is that interaction, like I don't use that community feature at all and you've given me ideas, but also your Discord. I point people yeah. to the uh, MMI Discord 
all the time because it is, in my opinion, the best, the best Discord I've seen for the production music side of things. It's it's really good. It's well monitored. It's super active. There are always people put to the point where I had to mute notifications because there was so much chatter happening that uh, it's it what was you get for putting notifications know, on. That's, yeah, that's a rookie mistake right there. <laughs> but uh, but no, your Discord is absolutely stellar. Well, thank you. Uh, I I will take credit on growing it some because I put I push it a lot in in my videos. But it was actually CVB's Discord, mm. uh, and it was before he was Production Music Academy, and that was his that was his his fifty two cues mm. his uh, di Discord. Actually, he had also had a, 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 a what's the other thing Patreon uh, tied to that, and he like you instead of patreon and this and that he it cobbled together he decided to go um the route that you're on with the uh what's the app called the mighty, networks the mighty networks thing. in fact i i learned about mighty networks from production music academy i was i was scrolling yeah. at the bottom this looks great steve what, what and is he from? probably learned about it from from yep. jesse at sync yep. my music who I, i've been on jesse's community before too and daniel i think mm -hmm. uses it as well on stock music licensing so it's a really great app um, but let's let's just concentrate here a little bit on. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about educating online and and the income that can bring mm -hmm. because that has now become. Um, it's probably my third uh, last month now, especially with this ebook. I've never had anything to sell before on there, and I've never really made it about selling. But now that it's become monetized, and YouTube is paying me once a month, and then I get some consults from time to time, and. Then I just put this ebook out, and now that's bringing income. And I had my biggest month with the channel last month, including a sponsorship of a video by DistroKid. So um, that is becoming a, an income stream. If you are interested in educating and make uh, and talking about your music, uh, and this is something I talked about in my very first video. I talked about six things, and they were music licensing, stock music licensing, being a music artist online channels, music publishing, and music production. And I still am just getting to talking about music artists and, and music. I'm getting, I'm trying to find some people like, uh, like indie, there's indie artist community mm -hmm. uh, type things. I can't remember. I'm not sure if you've talked to him yet. I mm -mm. can't remember his name. The, uh, but there's Indiepreneur who's here in Orlando, actually. Okay. I don't know if you know about no, them. Uh -uh. We should try to find yeah. out about them. But yeah, um, I think indie artists uh, need um, need the information that we are talking about, about licensing and about all these kinds of things. Because indie artists need to stop sitting on their music and just sitting on it on Spotify like it's an egg and hoping it hatches. <laughs> and, and doing other things like licensing their music yeah. on top of putting it on Spotify. Yep. And on top of their gigs and all these kind of things, I think, like I said earlier, there's a there's a podcast. Maybe we're going to do it next week. On you have to do everything, and here's how. Um, it, it's it's a plan that's hard, and and but guess what? Making a music life is hard. You have it's to diversify your portfolio, thing. man. Have to diversify. So so teaching online for me has become. Uh, uh, at first, it was just a thing to do, and like in. Like your channel, just kind of, I think I'll, I'll, I had done a YouTube channel kind of start the year before for creatives. I've, I've run a blog for 20 years called For the Creative Soul, and it's been a creative blog mostly focused on, um, on, on, I, it was 
kind of a Christian blog in a way, creative Christian. Um, there was, I've had, I've been working in the Christian gospel industry for such a long time. A lot of the people I were talking to were believers. So it was kind of a blog about creativity. Um, and that creativity came from God, basically. And so uh, that was a place I was going to teach from. But to be honest, I kind of have been doing it for 20 years, and it's very, very hard to reach creatives, like the world of all creatives. It, it seems like it'd be an easy thing to do, but it's really tough because it's such a broad type of topic versus people who are focused on making music income or people who are focused on doing cues every week. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have specific audiences that we, we serve with our YouTube channels and as educators on YouTube. And so that makes it a little easier. Uh, and so I had a little practice trying to start that channel, but it just didn't go. And so um, I kind of just sat it down. And then I, I decided one day that I wanted to talk about my music income. I wanted to get involved with the Jessies and the the Steve uh, and the uh, Daniels and talk about my experiences. Because at that time I was having music licensing and stock licensing experiences and as a full-time music maker and a music producer. So that's how my channel came about. And now it has become a, a, a bona fide music income that could eventually become a, a a larger one. I, I, I'm just at the crossroads, and you maybe you could talk about this because I'm sure you think about this from time to time. How does it grow mm. from here, or does it? And are we at, are we at the place where are we at the next? Are we at the top of where we can be with this? <laughs> I, I like you ever wonder if you just got you have a you have I, a couple grand, so, thousand right. subscribers? Is that it? You know? Yeah. Right. 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 This is it. Top of the mountain. Everything's all downhill. Well, yeah. One thing I like about your channel is it's much broader in scope than my channel. Right. And fifty two cues and, and what I do is so like production music. Learn how to do library and production music, but that's all it wants to be. And so for, for my channel, it's, it, it's because monetization is not even just a secondary consi- consideration. It's a tertiary or quaternary consideration. Monetization. Ooh, if it happens, those are really educator like words that, right there, Dave. It's, it's as if I have a, a graduate <laughs> degree. Um, the, the LSAT and all of that, or it wouldn't be the GRE. I say that all the time. If I say a big word, my wife looks at me and I go, master's, master's degree. Yep, student loans. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's so far down. Uh, whereas, uh, make music income, you know, is is a much broader field, and I think lends itself towards towards so many so many more topics that you can talk about, uh, and and just kind of nuggets and throwing these things out there because you're gonna have songwriters, you know, you're gonna have educators, you're gonna have sync folks, you're gonna have artists, and you're gonna have producers and engineers and audio audio front of house people. Those that's a really that the point. that's a really big tent. Versus me, which is like a little teeny tent. I got my little card table lemonade stand, right? Uh, and so uh, because of that, I think we have probably different uh, goals from the YouTube channel. Maybe. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think I think yours is a wider net than mine uh, on purpose, on absolutely on mm-hmm. purpose. And uh, that's okay. I think that's what gives both of our content value. The same, the same way that your content is different from Stevie's, right? And it's different from mine, mm-hmm. which is different from Jesse's, right? We all mm-hmm. have, you know, there's a lot of overlap, but we each kind of have our lane and I, and I, I feel comfortable staying in mine and I, it is what it is. And I, I'm, as of this taping, I'm about uh, almost about 1900 subscribers, but you've about That's lapped awesome. me by now, I, I imagine. 
I'm just about at 3,000. Congratulations, man. That's um, no small feat. Soon. About 50 away. Yeah. 50 subscribers Congrats. away from 3,000. Yeah, I, I, I see it as I, – because I, I think about, you know, when I look into something, like when I looked into stock music last year, and I'd never heard of that, or I, if I had, I hadn't thought about doing it. But then I thought, hey, I've got all these songs just sitting on my hard drive. I'm going to throw them all out there like a dump truck and dumped them all in. <laughs> I'm not like Steve who writes very specifically for – the stock world and and therefore makes more income from it. I just dump everything that I make in there. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a dumb little reggae thing that I just make on Logic. If it's a if it's a cue, if it's a um, a lo-fi thing, or if it's an orchestral thing, it could be stuff that I made twenty years ago mm-hmm. that's still very good. It could be it could be a lot of things, and uh, so I just dumped it all in and and I did that experiment. To, just to see, and also to, as fodder, well, actually, I was doing it way before I started the channel. I was doing it six to nine months before I did the channel. But it became, it's great things to talk about, like my video tomorrow will be about stock music. And I, and I don't wanna make my channel about stock music. I want And I don't wanna make it about sync licensing. And I don't wanna make it about uh, artist income and uh, educator income. I wanna make it about all mm-hmm. music income. That's the name of the channel, Make Music right. Income. And so I, I'm, I'm really trying to help because this is what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to, to, to make music income and do only music. Um, and, and really, in my heart, I want to compose only um, and, and educate. Composer and educator is where I've been trying to get for um, about 10, 11 years. And now I am here. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, what next? How do I grow this next? That's yeah. probably another video coming out. How do we move to the next level? Because I'm, but I still have publishing to talk about. I really haven't talked about publishing, and that's such a wide field. And I've got great contacts in Nashville I could have on on and talk about publishing things. Real, the real skinny about yeah. copyright. The real skinny about what music publishing is. Most people don't yeah, understand. Yeah, see, I'm going to be listening. I'm going to be is. listening and following that because I am like. Composer producer the li- the, the mm-hmm. publishing library side of things yeah that's that's still a, a murky gray foggy area of the map it for really me. is and so I just need to get some of my folks from from Nashville on there and talk to other people I want to continue to try getting you know the hardest part about this channel is getting artists to come and try to learn stuff mm. they just artists just want to be artists you know artists be artists yep. yeah you know? and I bless and affirm you go do your thing but that's they just want to get up on the stage or the, or so they say or they just want to record their stuff and say look at me i did this but getting them to but and all the while saying i just want to make my living in music but the problem is just being an artist sometimes isn't going to do it and you're going to need other income streams and like being a music teacher and that's why so many people go to school they get music degrees and they end up maybe being a teacher at a school and they's like, ah, this isn't what I want to do. I want to be a big artist or whatever. Well, then you need to put the onus on yourself to teach and do just like Dave and I teach and do. We, it's not, we teach because what's the old saying? You can't, those um, who can't do teach. Yeah. yeah those who can't do comma, BS, teach. And in our case, our schools specifically want us to be working mm-hmm. So we can teach from working. Right. In other words, we're not teaching based on on saying, "Oh yeah, you can do this." Now we we don't do it anymore, but you can do it. Uh, we do it 
all day long. That's one of my favorite things about teaching at this school or teaching students in general is to be able to walk in and say, I was in a session this morning yep. with guys in Nashville and this happened and here's the chart, here's what it looked like and here's what it sounds like when we were done. The reality of actual music work, I think, is is so effective in teaching. And if if so, you got to think about that as as like, oh, I don't know if I'd ever want to be a music teacher because uh, I'd just be teaching people and I wouldn't be making music. Kind of true, kind of not. You can do both at the same mm -hmm. time. Dave and I do. Yep. We we are we are living examples of people who, when we're not working, we are doing our own thing and having a blast doing it. Our YouTube channels are are creating and are composing. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all it's all part of the music biz, you know. And uh, I would much rather do this than working third shift at American Express, which I've done. Mm -hmm. Working at a discount theater, which I've done. Working retail, foods, whatever. I would much rather be teaching a Zoom lesson at six in the morning because mm -hmm. I enjoy it, and it keeps me keeps me within the sphere of music, which keeps me focused. And uh, and yeah, really thankful. You can even do this without a channel, without a school. Mm -hmm. I have one uh, guy I worked with last year uh, who found me on my channel, I did some consulting with him, who has 40 students, 40 piano students. Now it's a lot and it's, it's taxing sometimes, but 40 students uh, provides an entire income for his family basically he's now getting into stock music and and other kinds of uh and gaming music and things like that because of what he does but um you know it's it's a way that you can make income today you can make income next week mm -hmm. by finding those students make yourself some business cards i started with business cards back in the day and just hand them out um online things, uh, Facebook ads, you can, you can easily start a studio in anything you are teaching, yeah. any instrument you want. Just like Dave said, somewhere there's a drum, drum teacher wanting to teach you drums. And uh, I worked for a great company here in Orlando area. Actually, they're in a couple different areas around the United States called Lessons in Your Home. And you can find them online. And they, they offer not only teaching to students, but teaching jobs for you. So if you're interested in teaching things, there are companies out there that are looking for qualified teachers yeah. that can teach instruments all day. Yeah. I mean, they are absolutely really looking. Go to indeed.com and just type in music teacher within 50 miles yeah. of your home and music stores, you know, especially now that everything's opening back up, they're all looking for everything like ukulele, flute, guitar, hand drums, whatever. Uh, hundred percent, or go go put your business card on the on the cork board at uh, Starbucks uh, or at a guitar center or Sam Ash or or music uh, retailer near you. I mean, absolutely. If you have, if you have, again, if you have that bone in your body where you feel like kind of pouring into somebody, because I I think I think it is only fair to the student that you don't approach it necessarily from just the the transactional nature of I, got, I I know how to play guitar I want to teach guitar they give me fifty bucks or seventy five bucks end of deal I think there has to be a little spark inside you that that gets the same kind of dopamine hit from seeing a student get something as mm -hmm. if you were to get a placement or something right I think I think that has to be in there otherwise it's not going to be sustainable for long it will well, it's burn also you out. good juju yeah it's good juju it's good it's good to share your knowledge and not just be all about you mm -hmm. and i think once you get that in the music industry 
once you understand that it's not all about you, it's about serving people. Because listen, if any in any part of the music industry, you're going to have to serve people. You're going to have to serve an audience that you're on stage in front of. You're going to have to serve a, a library mm -hmm. that you're writing for. And I don't care if it's a, a sync library or a, a stock library, they need to be served and you're serving not just them, but their clients. And you've just got to serve, you know, Bob, yep. uh, Bob Dylan said it, you know, got to serve somebody yep. and he's not wrong. And even in music, we are a service industry. And so teaching just goes along with that. So we've talked about how to get uh, income from teaching uh, locally and, and having your own teaching studio. Quickly, let's talk about how to get a YouTube channel going. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very quick conversation. <laughs> but, but quickly, I mean, basically make YouTube videos. There are tons of way, uh, channels out there to talk about how to get started with your YouTube channel. I just did one. It's like five videos back called How I, how I Monetized a YouTube Channel in Eight Months. Go look at that yeah. if you're interested. Yeah. And I tell the whole story of why I started my channel and how I started it. Yeah, and it's got to be consistent. I mean, with YouTube, uh, yeah. it's you have to be consistent. Uh, I, I make a, a episode every week. And um, you don't have to start with like a fancy camera with a lens and backlighting and bokeh effect. You don't have to start with that. But I think as long as every video, something gets a little bit better, it could be, the lighting and doing a little bit of uh, studying about like three-point lighting technique and, and a good microphone and everything. Uh, as long as it's moving forward, then I think people are, are really willing to go along with the ride. Now, obviously, you need to have something to say and it needs to have value. But um, as long as, again, as long as you know something that somebody else wants to learn, there, there, there is a market for that. And using YouTube as a means to point people to your services, whether it's Zoom lessons or face-to-face -face if it's local, uh, I think there's huge value. And ultimately, that's what my channel is about. My channel is about pointing people either to, to the 52Qs or to getting lessons from me or feedback videos and all of that stuff. It's all, that's, that's, that's the point of my channel, ultimately. And for YouTube, make sure you find a niche mm -hmm. that, that fits you very well but also is is underserved maybe a little. Um, I just didn't see anybody talking generally about making music income. Everybody was talking about sync licensing or they were talking about stock licensing or they were talking about artist stuff. And I talk kind of about it all. And so I kind of saw an opportunity when I found that nobody was using makemusicincome.com or anything like that and talking about making music income in a there are a few people who will every once in a while say, oh, here are some things you can do in music, but they have another channel based on something else. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just thought it made sense for me, for my background. Um, all right, so that that is not a good primer on how to start a YouTube <laughs> channel, but there are other places to find that, but that's an, oh, another way to yeah. educate. Yeah. And then getting back to our very first topic about being actual educators at schools. Mm -hmm. I went, I was in my 40s when I went back to to school to get my my uh, undergraduate degree and finish out and I only did it because I was so close to it and I, I kind of I, I don't know if I really thought about teaching before I did it. I just wanted to see if I could go back and, and and handle it and I took a music history course and fell in love with music history and then so I would just finish that out and then by the end of that, I knew that there were other people that were teaching there that were great. And I thought, I said, you know, I could, I think I could be a good, because I was already teaching my clients in my consults. I had, I had workshops at 
Word Entertainment and at Dark Horse Studios. And a lot of times I would just bring people in, groups of people, and we would sit and talk about their music. And, and I would basically teach this outline every, every day. Uh, not every day, but at least once, a, once or twice a month. And uh, so I knew that I was okay at that, and people listened and mostly didn't fall asleep. And so uh, <laughs> I decided to go back and get my master's as a, pers- as a focused thing to, to be able to bring a teaching income, a five-figure at least in income, to add on to all the other things I was doing in income streams. And now that has happened, and that's how I did it. Again, I talk about that in the other video and other videos, but it was a focused plan, you know? And so if your goal is to get a five-figure income teaching, you may have to go back and do some education that yep. you don't have and or a master's if you plan on teaching at a, at a major university, depending on where you are in the world. Or if you want to teach at trade schools, possibly you don't need a master's. Right. Yeah. Well, um, the, if if you don't if you don't have a a graduate degree to teach at those types of schools, then typically you ha- you need to have a lot more industry credits. Yeah. Right? Credits. And so uh, so if you can if you can roll in there and you're like, yeah, look at my Grammys, then they're probably going to talk to you um, with without a, a graduate yeah. degree. And what's weird is our stories are so uncannily similar. Like I washed mm-hmm. out of school around 1997 or so, mm-hmm. and just with with three and a half years in, into a, a a music education degree. Washed out and just left and just quit after all that yeah, work. That's, so oh, believe I. me, there's a giant story there uh, involving fraternities and and uh, <laughs> others. Anyway, it's not as bad. It's not like party animal. It's not. It, it sounds a lot a lot more uh, <laughs> a lot more lascivious than it actually is. Um, more about priorities and being lascivious. young and stupid. Um, but then I moved to Memphis and got the job at Visible Music College, then called Visible School. And as they were going through their accreditation process, you know, they're like, okay, we're, we're going to give you accreditation, but your teachers need degrees. And so in, in essence, mm-hmm. I got my undergraduate, ironically, in music history, um, and then into my, um, my graduate degree in jazz and studio music and drum set and vibraphone as a means to qualify myself for a job that I was already doing, which was being a percussion mm-hmm. instructor and music department chair at a college. But you're also probably a nerd to learn. Oh, heck and yeah. I was too. Oh, my gosh. oh, oh yeah. I, I, my YouTube history is nothing but tutorials and videos and, and all of that. And the books I listen to on my bike ride when I'm not listening to podcasts like yours, yeah. they're either like marketing books or, or like I, I've just started listening to The Artist's Way, which is absolutely fantastic. Oh, good stuff. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah, and a lifelong learner, 100%. I, I, that doesn't hurt to be a lifelong learner to read. Everybody always asks me, "How do you know everything?" And it's like because I read everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, not it's not like magic. I don't, I don't just know it because it, it it appears in my brain. I I listen to so many. Just driving back and forth to school, I listen to podcasts every day. Two to three podcasts. Now some of them are NBA podcasts. So I, if you want to talk NBA, I'd be happy to talk about the the, the current uh, free agent season. But I was wearing um, my Memphis Grizzly shirts at the grocery store. Yeah, this well, my magic is backwards. Yeah. But anyway, um, it'll be right side but, when you look at it. Well, okay, maybe. Huh. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, I I uh, I really think that you have to be focused if you want to. And, and to kind of wrap this up today, just whatever it is, whether you want to teach at a, a, a recording school or a music school and something like that, and you want to add that income to your bottom line, you've got to make that push towards getting um, 
uh, accredited yourself. You've got to have the proper resume to get that gig. Um, and it's not impossible to do. Anybody, anybody can go back to school and mm -hmm. learn if you, if you want to. And especially if you're older. I was older and took it way more seriously oh my than I did at 18 I, to 25 I, I realized that school was so much easier when I showed up and I cared yeah. just a little bit, right? Yeah. I, the bar is really kind of low if you just show up. Yeah, you, you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> just showing up, it, like the, all the all these tests are easy. Writing papers is really easy. All you have to do is show up because there's a human being in the front telling you all the answers the whole time. <laughs> all you have to do is show up and pay attention and and, and give a little bit of a crap, right? <laughs> yeah, and not just sit there and look at your phone, and not just sit there and fall asleep. It, you really have to just go there and and want to eat up that information. And I did. I when I went back, oh man! I, every day I was just so excited. I mean, not, not necessarily for English Lit. Uh, to some extent, I got to write a little bit, mm -hmm. but um, or physical science things I had to take to finish up <laughs> like my degree. Geology and those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I didn't care for that that much. But you know, you get through that. But the music stuff, all the music history stuff, I ate up. All the theory stuff, I ate up. All everything. Uh, music business stuff I ate up and 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 I'm telling you that and you can take degrees at, at Full Sail at First Institute online at Berkeley and online and you can get that information and yeah. get those uh, certificates and things like that and those do help you get jobs to teach along with your background mm -hmm. with your music background so if you're currently doing music licensing or you you've been an artist on stage for years that all helps your yeah you'll music just be a rock, resume you'll be a rock star to, to if you schools. if you show up and just like just maintain eye contact with the instructor i tell you what the instructors know from somebody who has oh, been 20, 21 years on the other side of the lecture hall the students who are like maintaining eye contact and actively dialed in they're the ones who are going to go out and succeed of course we're kind of getting into like other topic it, and it almost yeah yeah we're, that's <laughs> that we're getting to teacher talk here where the, what motivates us right. as teachers yep. and what keeps us going um but if, like the YouTube example, we've talked about that, also teaching online uh, online or locally, all these can be music mm -hmm. incomes for you. And uh, Dave and I could talk about this all day, and we practically have. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. We should probably cut this off about right here. Dave, thank you so much oh, for you. Uh, uh, bringing your amazing uh, insights to this particular thing. We're going to talk again next week about something else equally as fun and music incoming. Um, I, I, I so, appreciate you having me, and I appreciate being uh, being uh, Joan Rivers to Stevie's uh, Johnny Carson. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm old. I've got gray in my beard. More like I can, Jay Leno, I think. Didn't Joan Rivers, uh, didn't, she, didn't she sub oh, for Oh, yeah, Carson? she was the big yeah. sub for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it, but I, I see you more like a Jay Leno. I appreciate like, that. Yeah. Funny, yeah. you know. Oh, um, shade. <laughs> I think you're funny. Joan, Joan Rivers shade. No, I think you're funny. No, I was saying I, you're actually, throwing shade at Joan Rivers. Uh, yeah, I think Jay Leno was probably funnier. Although, I, anyway, let's. That's a. Why are we talking about that? I, I mentioned anyway, Johnny Carson. A nice, a nice, a nice current reference for all your YouTube followers. Yes, I'm sure they all know who Johnny Carson is. Oh my God. All right. Well, thanks again so much for uh, watching and listening to this podcast. Uh, go to 52Qs.com if you have not, and check out Dave's channel and his community. It is great and. Um, if you are interested in stock licensing, I do have the stock market 
ebook out. Take a look at that. It'll all be in the description below. And make sure also you uh, you check out our, our wedding boy, Mr. Steve uh, Bedall, at his links down below. And we just thank you so much for watching and listening again to our podcast. And we hope that this has helped you maybe find a new possible income stream for you, as always, on this channel. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.